Crowhill here. Today we review an ESB and discuss populism. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What's on your mind today? Huey P. Long. Hugh, okay, that rings a bit, that New York politician, right? No, 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 Louisiana. Louisiana? Yes, Louisiana okay. politician from the Depression era. Okay. And uh, when I was maybe like junior high, yeah. ninth grade or something in uh -huh. there, my brother was a big Randy Newman fan. And okay. Randy Newman, who's from California, yeah. did a basically a concept album. Uh huh. I didn't know what a concept album was, and I didn't know what Louisiana politics were. Right. But it was a great album. But really, it all centered around Huey P. Long okay. in, in this you know, this rogue politician. Yeah. And it was the first time I heard the term populist. Uh-huh. And I was just like, so you mean a guy who appeals to a lot of people? <laughs> right. Is it, is it, isn't that the job of every... Oh, oh, you mean just like the regular guy wants to vote for him? What not that what every politician does or is supposed to do? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I never really understood what populism was. I, I never really, yeah, yeah. Just, I just moved on. I was like, okay, he's a populist, but I don't know why all politicians aren't yeah. striving are, to are, be populists. Are cheerleaders all populists, <laughs> you know, because they all want to be popular. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and are, there, are, there, are there politicians who don't want to appeal to the regular guy who actively. I'm a different politician. I don't want to be popular. <laughs> Yes. I don't want your boat. Who's not a people? populist? That's how. That's how I thought about uh, well, that's a, that's a good, the kingfish. He called him great uh, kingfish. Okay. And I went. To, I went to. Uh, I went to see in college uh, between semesters. Yeah. In the summertime, I went to the Key Theater in Georgetown. Yeah. And saw a documentary on Huey P. Long. Mm -hmm. And uh, in front of the theater, shook hands with and met George Will. Oh, interesting. Yes, we yeah. went to the same movie. Huh. Very cool. Here we go. All right, so here we got a winter storm, a Category 5 ale. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's what the label says. You don't really know what that means, although it gives a little, little more information here on the neck. Yeah, so it says it's a uh, imperial with a full ruby hue, uh, okay. rich multi-character, and earthy hop aroma. Winter Storm is an original, a Category 5 strength imperial ESB okay, for so the winter months. An ESB, you're, right? Well, just like it says, multi-character, earthy hops. Right. ESB, ESB is, so in, in an English pub, so I've never been to one, but so I'm told <laughs> you have mild... You have bitter, you have special, mm -hmm. uh, and then you have extra special. Well, right. ESB is extra special bitter. Okay. So it's basically you're just like ratcheting things up in terms of strength. But of even then, it doesn't get to a seven point five. No, no, you got to be like in IPA territory before you get to seven point five. And so that's what this one is. So this yeah. one's a little even, a little bit more jacked up than that. Okay. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, wintry. Yeah. Yeah. The the label looks like it has this half sunken ship frozen stuck in a in a ice flow or something. Yes. Yeah, you're in that situation you think, doggone it, I want to drink a category uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This, this, this is just the last bad. thing I'm going to do. Probably the last thing I'm gonna do before they, they take my frozen body. I watched body the out. first part and just fell fell flat fell asleep. Of uh, nineteen fifty six Gregory Peck and Orson Welles Moby Dick. Oh. 
yeah. which I'd never seen before mm-hmm. and watched a little bit of that last night. That's what that boat's reminds That's what it reminds you of. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this yeah. is earthy. It is malty. Uh, yeah, and it, it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's an ESB with just a little with extra. Some, oh. With some kick. Yes, it is. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Very nice. Part of the Frozen Seas, a variety, a winter variety pack, seasonal variety pack from what? Blind Dog? Not that Blind Dog. Heavy Seas. Heavy Seas. Heavy Seas. And uh, yeah, and they're all, I think, seven and a half. I'm, I don't think it goes below. <laughs> there's, there's two seven and a halfs, a nine and a half, and a twelve. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. So that that is heavy heavy weather. Sitting around the fire and not going anywhere. Not going anywhere, that's right. Okay, so populism. When you think of populism, who do you think of? After Huey P. Long. Yes. So, yes, the next time I got that, I I would say Donald Trump. Sure. Yeah, everybody calls Donald Trump a populist. But I, like, like where where I'd say the the previous most uh, politician that that term was applied to, I can't really think of. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I don't know, but it did become a slur against Trump. People would say, oh, he's a populist as if, you know, well, oh, let's get, well, let's get into the, get into that. Well, I guess, so back to my eighth grade version yeah. of why wouldn't anybody, everybody want to be a populist? How, why did people say with a sneer and derision when they say, oh, populist? What, what, what? Oh, cause you know, the regular guy likes him. What kind of jerk? I think, I think it has. So, here's one definition. Help, help me uh, here. Uh, so, one definition just has two parts. Populists claim to speak on behalf of ordinary people. Okay. And these ordinary people must stand in opposition to an elite establishment, mm-hmm. which stops them from fulfilling their political preferences. Now, what? Let's just take that first one. It claims to speak on behalf of ordinary people. Well, what, mean, what's wrong with that? It's kind of like. It's, it's but it's sort of like. The, the hoity-toity saying, oh, those Philistines, you know, or that, that pedestrian. Right. The, but to me, my reaction is you're using that term says more about you than you are saying about anybody else. Yeah. When, when somebody says, you know, oh, McDonald's is pedestrian, but this other wow. stuff is, is good. So when they're, when they're trying to say, when they're trying to criticize ordinary people. Yes. They're saying. Smelly Walmart people. Yeah. yeah they, have, they have no taste. They have. They're not well educated. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they they're not as refined and proper as we are. So, their so their political ideas. What their so their taste in a politician yeah. is by definition tainted. In, exactly. You know. it's, it's like their taste in food or their right. whatever. How else. how about a Jesse Ventura? Yeah, he, yeah, he might have been a populist. <laughs> he could have been. I don't remember, but that's a good example. Yeah. Because he was a very yeah, common I mean, guy. Uh, yeah, a, a, a you know professional wrestler. Or... But almost all politicians try to pretend that they have a common guy. Well, then at the same right, at the same time, you have to be an elitist to the point that you get the elites on your side. Yeah. But you're also your 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 Joe from the Scranton coal mines. Where, <laughs> right. uh, roll remember, up your sleeves. And remember they criticized what? George W. Bush because he couldn't tell somebody how much a gallon of milk cost. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like George W. Bush ever bought a gallon of milk in his life? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, right. He, he he had just spent eight years in the White House. He probably and he I was mean, a CIA director before that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, Hillary Clinton probably hasn't driven a car in mm-hmm. forty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, that, not... is that the is that the measure of the everymanness? Right. Yeah. Try to show. So, so right. So 
the, you you want to be every man, but you don't want to be a populist. What, what, <laughs> there, there's, there is a bit of a contradiction there. But I think another way to look at it is not just the question of, are, are you an ordinary guy? Which a lot of politicians want to say that they're an ordinary guy. But they have to be in opposition against the elite establishment. And that's the Perhaps the you wouldn't want to drain track. a swamp, yeah. say. Like the Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Carter was came in as the... You know, I'm anti-Washington. And right. so there is that, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. There is that sense of against the establishment and against not just the establishment, but the elite establishment. And what you're trying to say there is these people, they've got their fancy tastes and they, you know, eat their fancy food and drink their fancy wine and drive their fancy cars. But they don't really understand what most of America is about. So it's setting, it's setting the common man against this elite establishment and saying, you know, the elite establishment has been running us completely the wrong direction and we need ordinary uh, common sense to prevail. Yeah, and it, you know, it's been peaking lately. It's been worse than ever, I would say, the, the elitism. The distance between... Yeah. The distance between the elite and the people continues to grow. Yes, and that that and, and that's when Donald Trump came along at that right time. Mm -hmm. Like you, no one is listening to you. I will listen to you. When they come after me, they're coming after you. I'm just in their way. Mm -hmm. That's classic populism. But I don't. But I don't say it with a, with a sneer. <laughs> yes, and I think the idea that the establishment is getting more and more disconnected from the common man. Yeah. The funny thing is, you get it from Trump, but you also get it from Bernie Sanders on the left, where, uh -huh. where Bernie Sanders is, he's saying, you know, we have this huge pay discrepancy. We've got these rich people who make a zillion times more than the poor people, and that's wrong, and we shouldn't have this big income disparity. So you have... Yeah, you well, have, that's... A, that, 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 yeah, go, go on to that, because it's important. Populism... We're associating populism with Trump. Populism is not a conservative idea. No, it's not a conservative idea at all. It has, so it's, it's an emphasis on the people versus the elite. It's an anti-establishment sentiment. And then here's one that, it's simple solutions to complex problems. Now, you could say that in a sneering way. <laughs> oh, oh, you think, oh. oh, you think that's all you gotta do. But you know what, when I, when I, when I read the simple solutions to complex problems, what I pictured was that scene in Patton where the army is marching and they're on a bridge and the whole column is stopped. Mm -hmm. And Patton is like, what's going on here? And he rides up to the front and there's, there's a donkey that the, uh, is stuck there and he won't move. And they're like, because he's a stubborn donkey. Because he's a stubborn donkey. And, and, and he, Patton just shoots the donkey, throws it over the side and moves the column along again. <laughs> a simple solution to right. a, a not very complex problem. But the uh, idea build is, a wall. the idea is sometimes people, right? People allow themselves to get so caught up in the rules and the bureaucracy and the regulation and, oh, you can't do that. And who says you can't do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, right. Well, uh, we need comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, how about build a wall? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, why like, do we Oh, you that? can't. Oh, you, that's not, that's not going to work. You need to, we need, you know, smart people with PhDs to come up with new policies. Yeah. Or you could just build a wall. How about that? Just get some construction. And so one element of populism is this idea that all these so-called smart people 
really haven't done things very well. They come up with this elaborate, complicated system that they think is so smart. But they give each really other they so give smart. each other fancy degrees. And, That's right. And, yeah, it's it's sort of like the old story. You know, the the truck is driving along, and it's going under a bridge, and it gets stuck under the bridge because it's it's too tall to go under this bridge. And they call in the engineers and everybody else, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And a little kid by the side of the road says, Mister, I'll tell you how to get that truck out of there if you give me a quarter. And uh, that's his shirt, kid. He says, let the air out of the tires. <laughs> yeah. <And> before, <laughs> before they replace the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the, the idea, and this is a common American kind of an idea, of just the common sense, ordinary guy who knows better than the elite, educated, hoity-toity folks. So there's that. Um, another element of populism is strong leadership. And a lot of times it centers around a charismatic leader, although I don't, I don't know that that is fair because Barack Obama was a charismatic leader, but yeah. he wasn't really called a populist. Yeah. You know? All right, another one is uh, a direct appeal to the public. They use direct communication channels. So instead of going through the established channels, going through the media, they speak directly to the people. Yeah. Which to me nowadays just seems like good sense. Yeah, um, and, and uh, much easier to do, right? Before you really had to go through right. the, the three networks. and Now, th here, this definition also says populism also has a critique of representative democracy. Populists often criticize the mechanisms of rep representative democracy, arguing that they've been corrupted by the elite and do not adequately reflect the will of the people. So that, that kind of gets into the... On the one hand, it gets to um, people claiming that there's voter fraud and, and that sort of thing. But it also gets to the question of the rich controlling everything. Like the left will frequently say, oh, I, I remember this guy I used to work with. He was, a, he was quite a leftist. And he said, freedom of the press for everybody can afford a press. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, right. Which, which worked until uh, you had, we had digital media, social media. And all of the, you know, all, all of the leaders of how we communicate yeah. are all lefties now. Now what do you got? Now, now what do you got? This right. is only this is this, this is taking place in, I don't know, two election cycles, right? Right, right where, where CEOs and and uh, Wall Street Richies, Wall Street Richies, investment bankers were all conservatives, and now they're all uh, ESG. They're all, uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird how. Corporate America has shifted so much from, from right to left. So then let's talk for a minute about left-wing versus right-wing populism. Because yeah. if populism is not... A, people usually nowadays say populism when they're talking about right-wing, but there really is left-wing populism too. Left-wing populism has an economic focus. They emphasize issues related to economic inequality and class struggle, which is, of course, class, classic Marxist stuff. They have redistributive policies. Yeah. They, they want to um, take Rob from the rich and give to the poor. I guess uh, Robin Hood might have been a lefty. Um, they're anti-corporate, typically. Like Bernie Sanders is very anti-corporate. Right. Um, and then a lot of times it's, it's more inclusive rhetoric, uh, where they're trying to emphasize solidarity among different groups of people, where right-wing populism tends to be a little more exclusionary sometimes. It's more us versus them, where left-wing rhetoric is, is inclusive. And then uh, apparently they criticize globalism and international institutions. But 
some of these areas kind of blur. Mm, yeah. They yeah, blur they the lines back lot. and forth. Yeah. So right-wing populism supposedly is more a cultural and nationalistic focus. Like, you want to say, these, these immigrants are destroying the country that I know and love, right? right? Yeah, so there's that sort of thing. Any immigrant. Um, there's ex It's more exclusionary rhetoric. It's more stuff like, we can't let in these people who don't know our language and yeah. that kind uh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, a nationalist appeal, a nostalgic appeal. The, yes. the, you know, the, the, the Hungary, the France, the America that you grew up with, that your parents knew, mm -hmm. is now you know, being threatened. That would be conservative uh, uh, populism. Yeah, I go out to the store and, and I can't even speak English to the people anymore yeah. because, uh, yeah, right? So then there's more of a question of national sovereignty where the left tends to blur national sovereignty issues. But there is, you know, Bernie Sanders is the populist and there is left-wing populism, um, but all the attention gets drawn towards the right-wing populism, which is now, it seems to be a bit of a thing in the last few years with Brexit and with a lot of things in, in Europe. There have been a lot of uh, yeah. popular somewhat right-wing, I mean, right-wing, there isn't much of a right-wing in Europe, but somewhat yeah, yeah. right-wing people uh, in, in yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. Italy, Hungary, Right, and I Poland. think I think what's driving it is people are fed up with the uh, civil servant class who think they know better than everybody else, who's going to tell everybody else what to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, it is the, it's the entrenched Whoa, sorry, okay, right. technical I'm glitch back. there, that was weird, but we're back. Okay, sorry, so you were searching for some term. And yeah, I, th th I think what I, was, what I was thinking of was uh, the deep state. Yes. The idea that, not that there is an organized conspiracy where they get together, Yeah. it's just that there's a certain momentum going in government agencies and government mm -hmm. departments yeah. that... They should be acting at, on the behest of the president, yeah. but they've got their own agenda. They've been there for 30 years. Uh, they're going to keep doing whatever, whatever they're doing. And so the average guy is thinking, even if I can vote out the people that I can vote out, I can't vote out these people. Right. So that, that reminds me of two things. And so when, One, so, when, so, so when a politician comes in and says, I'm going to clean house, yeah. that's refreshing to them. Yes. So it reminds me of two things. One thing it reminds me of is corporate culture. Like right. somebody goes and they start to work for some company and they sort of absorb the culture. They just become part of the culture. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens when somebody goes and they work for the, for the government. They absorb the government culture. Yeah. But then the deep state adds one additional layer to that, which is that I think that I'm electing people to run the government, but wait a minute. No, the people that I elect, presidents, congressmen, senators, people like that, they have staff and there are these agencies and there's, there's like this huge bureaucracy that's totally unelected right. that is like this big blob of jelly that we can't push it, we can't move it, we can't change it. It's, it's going to go the way it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the, you can change who runs the Department of Education or the EPA or something yeah. like that, but you're not changing it. Oh, you know, you're not changing the, the attitude down. of all the people. It reminds me a little bit. You of, can miss. You can redirect 
things, yeah. but they've got their own agenda that they've been working on for whatever. Supposedly, Douglas MacArthur said something after Harry Truman did, did one thing or another. Douglas MacArthur said, you know, I don't see why the military should be subject to these temporary men in the White House. You know? yeah. It's the same kind of an attitude where if the military has this this agenda and this objection, they're saying, "Oh, well, who's this temporary guy? Who's the yeah, yeah, right, we, right. We we we've got a, a twenty year plan mm -hmm. to uh, to uh, to isolate and dominate China or mm -hmm. whatever it is. But then every two years you it get a new flip, new batch back of and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yahoo's. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one of the things about populism is that it's it seems like you're getting the the common man, but you could also say you're getting the uneducated man. You could That's part of the sneering. That's part of the sneering. Yeah. Right. So that one view of it is, well this is this is democracy. We're getting the voice of the people. The voice of the people is the voice of God or whatever that phrase phrase is. But on the other hand, you have the sneering contempt of somebody like Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. who says, Oh yeah, this is what these Walmart shoppers think right yeah, so that's cares? that's that's why what you, what you were saying earlier is you play both sides by by going look how qualified i am by all mm. of all, by going to yale and harvard however my dad owned a grocery store <laughs> right yeah. so you're trying I to am, play both sides yes. you're trying to play both sides and this is something that vivek brought out in the one of the recent d debates where he was saying Foreign policy experience is not the same thing as foreign policy wisdom. And okay. somebody can have all oh. kinds of government experience. They can be, go to Harvard. They can do. They can know all this stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that their solutions are smart. Right. And a lot of times, populism is ordinary people saying, "Hey, wait a minute. Why don't you just do this?" Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are we spending tens of billions of dollars? on this while not spending it on <laughs> things yeah. at home. Right? right, exactly, yeah. So that's populism. Uh, Dan Crenshaw defined populism as, we'll tell you what you want to hear rather than what's true. And after I heard that, I thought, Dan, really? Uh, you think the you're telling us what's true? You know, it seems, it seems a little arrogant to me. Yeah, that's a little snooty. Yeah, it is a little snooty. For a guy that I generally like. I generally like him too. But um, so Can one element do, of it is, are we ready to go south of the equator? Or we not? are. We are. Yes. Yeah. 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 Javier, so Argentina has ever since the Peronistas. It's been a mess. It's been a mess, and they've been governed by leftists, leftist after leftist. Mm -hmm. Uh, until they got to, what do we see, what are now we've got 143% annual inflation. Mm -hmm. And one party that promises to give you everything is replaced by the party who wants, who's going to give you more. And they keep, they keep getting voted in until the chainsaw shows up. <laughs> so you've heard of uh, draining the swamp. Yeah. Yes. How about the, uh, what, is it, what, what do you call it? The chainsaw plan. And he was, he, he actually... Campaigned with a chainsaw. Campaigned with a chainsaw. <laughs> Was it a gas chainsaw? <laughs> I'm hoping it didn't have an actual blade on it. It's just, it's just noisy. Yeah. Uh, but he's a he's a economics 
professor and a libertarian. Huh? In you know, in a, or a, a fiscally responsible economic professor is like you just can't keep spending other people's <laughs> money. Right. Doesn't work forever. Yeah. Somebody's got to do. It. And finally, they have. Uh, they listened to him, and he was voted in. And what this? But by a landslide, too. I think he, he won by more than ten percent of the vote. Yes. Uh, Javier Malay eliminates half of Argentina's government ministries on the first day as president. <laughs> so before he was, before he was president, he was wheeling his chainsaw. There was. Did you see the video of him with? Uh, He's on a whiteboard with like sticky notes. Okay. With all the ministries on it. Yeah. And Fuera means out. And he would take one, he would go one at a time. He'd go, Ministry of Tourism and Sports, Fuera. Ministry of Culture, Fuera. Ministry of Environment and Sustainable Development, Fuera. Ministry of Women, Genders, and Diversity, Fuera. Ministry of Public Works, out, even if you resist. <laughs> he tore off the tags of the Ministries of Science, Technology, and Innovation. Labor, employment, social security, education, transportation, health, and social development. The thievery of politics is over. Long live freedom! Damn it! <laughs> and he—I've heard some of his—I've heard some of his interviews where he's he's referring to leftists in very nasty language. And the and yeah. like, so he he says he says something like um, those shit leftists or something. Oh like this. yes, where's this? And, yeah. and then oh no no he is. And, yeah, and they punches. would say, what are you talking about? Well, because they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very funny. But, uh, so he's, so as a, as a, as a populist, he is, how, how would you, how would you define him? So first well, he's off, libertarian. he's, an, out, he's he, an outsider. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's a politician. He's, he's so an economics professor. It, he's against the elite. I guess that's the yeah. main reason why he's Who are all leftists. Yes, yes. Uh, so he says it won't be easy. 100 years of failure aren't undone in a day, but mm -hmm. it begins in a day, and today is that day. Right? The political... They, they... It's, it make, it's, it's understandable that people would be mad at all these agencies. For example, if you look at what, how the United States has ranked in education in, in the world, as the United States against other countries in the world, yeah. ever since the establishment of the Department of Education, yeah. it's been going down. Right. So the Department Fuera. of Education has been a failure. But but you can't say that because, oh, wait a minute. We can't get rid of this whole department. We can't. Uh, no. Why, why can't we? Why yeah. can't we just say no more Department of Education? Yeah, department we existed without one for quite a long time. Yeah. So the, the, there gets to be this inside Washington attitude. Well, obviously, you have to have this bureaucracy yes. and, and, these uh, people, and uh, these, uh, all uh, these uh, smart uh, people. Right. And the best one is it's... It's when you dump a hundred million dollars into something and it gets worse. It's yeah. because you didn't. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't dump two hundred. Exactly. Million you, have to, you have to double down. Yes. That's right. And now, right. And now the now the things become so large that you can't get rid of it. Yeah. And he's like, well, yes, yes you I can. can. <laughs> he, he says, there's there's no money. Mm -hmm. We don't have any more money. And he's Are not going to pay for these people. Yeah. And it sounds a lot like Vivek because Vivek says that he's going to cut the workforce, federal workforce, by 75% or something like that. Well, I mean, I bet, it, I bet it doesn't hurt. I'm, You know, I'm, both my parents used to work for the government. They don't anymore. So you can go ahead and cut, <laughs> the, go ahead and cut the federal workforce. It's fine with me. So the, chain, so the chainsaw plan, here's the, here's the sell-off state-owned companies 
Of course. Yes. I mean, yeah. Why Mexico, do you have a yeah, state Mexico, of Right. Mexico nationalized everything. It all went in the toilet. Mm -hmm. And then in the '80s, they sold off everything except for Pemex, the petroleum. Mm -hmm. But they used to own uh, the banks, the airline. All, mm -hmm. Those are all sold off and better. And, they, and better now. Of course, they're better yeah, now. Right. Uh, slash public spending, reduce and simplify taxes, eliminate the various government agencies that seem to exacerbate the country's finances. And additionally, he suggested the country would adopt the U.S. dollar and shut down Argentina's central bank. Woo. Yeah. So let, the, let those Americans worry. Uh, I mean, the, I've always, you know, I've had on my bucket list to at least one time go below the equator. Uh huh. Uh, now might be my time. <laughs> well, I mean, after it cleans up the country, after, yeah, give them give them a couple months. It'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll take a little while. In the last 12 years, GDP fell 15% in a context in which we accumulated 5,000% inflation. I mean, come, oh, come on, Argentina. How can so you what happens, time? Yeah. So what happens is you, you have a maybe somewhat authoritarian, fiscally responsible government that, that balances its budget and the country is making money and, do, and doing well mm -hmm. and a uh, conservative government. And then so the next election cycle, they go... A leftist government comes along and says, and you know what we'll do with that money? We'll subsidize this, we'll subsidize that, give you free this and give you free that. And everybody says, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it starts to fail, and then they're met with somebody further to the left mm -hmm. until you get to Argentina. Right. And after you, you know, and, and finally, apparently, at least 56% of the people said, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. Now, even though you're, you're, there have to be some people who are voting... In a, in a way, against their interest, right? People who are actually getting subsidies from the government, because once you, if you subsidize fifty-one percent of the country, right? Uh, now you, you're, you know, you're so in power for life. Some people have to be saying, yes. "Fine, I won't get that government subsidy, but we've got to get rid of this yes, problem." but we've the rest of the up. country won't be going right. to hell. In right. So, uh, he, so, oh, oh, so, why he's called a populist? Mm -hmm. Well, he's anti-elite. Right. Anti-establishment. Right. And he's doing the things, saying the things that the common man have, that's been there. A lot of populism comes down to the common man has been thinking this for the longest yeah. time, but nobody's been willing to say it. And, and what you're finally saying, somebody says yeah, it. And you were saying before about simple solutions. He's, he's, he's like, I'm not coming up with new agencies to solve problems. I'm cutting the agencies altogether. <laughs> And people are going, oh, sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. We don't, you know, what, what is it? The, they didn't uh, help. They didn't help us anyway. So uh, why, why the, do we the, have them? The, the, the Ministry of Genders, I think we can probably do without that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there there is a well, let's negative go on, but, uh, uh, but I want to talk about the left wing, right wing thing in terms of, uh, of this guy. Okay, because yeah. I was listening to uh, Shapiro played this montage of the entire legacy media reacting to his victory mm -hmm. and it just went everybody's first sentence was uh right-wing populist yeah far right right-wing far right right-wing far right what well, what we, makes them right-wing right like you like you were saying before they had, had to do with the sometimes often cultural things immigration yeah. things he's not right. talking about any of that what the media is, is showing themselves, showing their hand in this, is 
what they mean is reducing government. Because you can only be, you, you have to be a crazy person to not think that government must always be growing. Because the media used to be the common man, the reporter, the beat reporter, was the ordinary common guy. Who's who, going who, to go stick a microphone in the face of the, the, the head of the mean, the, the company that's, that is polluting the, near, the local river. Yeah, but also he's the guy who goes down to the local bar and knows the people in town. He, he's, he knows the people who have power in, in the local area. He's probably from blue collar roots. He's not a particularly educated guy. He's just a hardworking guy. He's probably started and does... in the mailroom. Yeah. And now they now they they only get hired from uh, Columbia yeah, Broadcasting now, School. Exactly. Now they go straight from university into sitting behind a desk with you know hair and makeup and and reading a script that somebody else wrote. Yeah. That's the the old media was more down among the people. It was you know Jack Germond from the Baltimore Sun. He was somebody. He, he was a hard-drinking, serious guy who went out and knew what was going on in the city. Right. And a liberal, lefty. Yeah, lefty, but he, was, but he was a guy who knew, you know, what's going on. He, he, he knew the people. Nowadays, the, the people we see in the media are so divorced from the common man. They, they have lived completely different lives. They're so different. They're, they go to Ivy League schools. They get these high-paying jobs. They know nothing about what the common man lives through right and then lo and uh with respect to javier malay love 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 big government big government yeah. government is the solution to everything yeah. and so when you step in to say you're going to get rid of it then you're a you're a crazy you're person. a filter well you're, yeah. you're a you're a you're you're a smelly populist yes you're a smelly walmart you're a, populist you're a Philist, yes yes that's right because they're all for the uh government being in charge of this. All right, so uh, I got two. I got two guys. I'm um, uh, uh, Bukele in uh, El Salvador, okay, and Malay in Argentina. That I'm going to keep maybe my South eye America on. is maybe just, South America. Yeah, we're gonna. Ha it's gonna have its turn. Maybe. Yes, when we do. Uh, yeah, well, I want to see moving some uh, some some manufacturing from hmm. China into El Salvador. Wouldn't that be nice? When we do our isolationist why we, show, why don't we have a pivot? To the Americas. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to advocate for when our isolation yeah. is show, Nick. I'm, I'm not talking about isolating it to the United States. I'm just talking about bringing all of that to our hemisphere. Mm -hmm. We'll start there. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we have better relationships with the countries in South America? Yeah, and 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 with all of this, we've got a bunch of Yahoo Houthi rebels mm -hmm. shutting down traffic. That everything has to go through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. Argentina, all that. Argentina has more approved oil reserves than any place in the world. Ahead, so why don't we just make friends with them and get our oil from there? And we encourage, and we encourage, uh, you know, more populism in the Americas, and when the, instead of all instead of failed Venezuela. Yeah. All these other, well, a lot of failed states. A lot of failed leftist states. Yes. And maybe if we see some success coming from right-wing populists, maybe it'll catch on. Although he's not right-wing, he's the libertarian. But he's the libertarian. Yeah. All right. So populism fiscally conservative ha has it does have some down slight downsides, which is it can be kind of at times it can miss it can, nuance. 
And, and right. it can have simplistic solutions and that sort of thing. But when it's a choice between the simplistic, straightforward solution and the overcomplicated BS we get from the deep state and from the elite, eh, I'll take the simplistic solution. Yeah, sometimes I will. Yeah. I mean, I don't always... I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm always more comfortable rubbing shoulders with the guys at the monster truck rally, but in a <laughs> right. lot of ways, in, uh, in of politically, ways, yeah. I'm more on their side than uh, somebody from the Ivy League. People who were drinking champagne. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there we go. Populism. All right. Let's call it. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Remember to visit us at pigweedandcrowhill.com or send us an email at pigweedshow at gmail.com.